You're listening to You're United listening. Q Podcast. United Q. We're brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet, Kamado Joe, and Smokewood Shack, our awesome sponsors. ProQ provide quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters. And you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. Barbecue Gourmet, supplying the UK and Europe with top championship winning rubs, sauces, marinades, and accessories from the US and around the world. You can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. Manu Joe is renowned for build quality and innovation. From smoking, roasting, or searing, get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Check out commandojoe.co.uk plus Facebook and Twitter. I'm Dan and I'm here with my co-host Ben. Hello. And on today's show we have Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue. How are you doing? Good, good to hear you guys. Thanks for coming on. It's awesome. You're, you're over in the UK. We've been wanting to speak to you for so long now and finally you're here and it's going to work out nicely for our timing. So great to have you on the show. Yeah, neither one of us has to get up in the middle of the night to do this. This worked out well. <laughs> um, so you're, you're over here for Grill Stock, obviously, and we've spoke to John from Grill Stock on the show before. We obviously, it's, Grill Stock's probably our favorite barbecue festival in the UK. It's a big deal, and I know you've been like, instrumental in the development of that festival as well with those guys. Yeah, John, it's funny. Uh, I, I work for Big Green Egg, and the... Uh, we we had just started a distributor over in the UK, and so we were talking. They said, "Well, if you see some sort of event, because they know I'm involved in so many different things, you know, let us know, and we'll take a trip over there." So I had, I mean, almost immediately, I ran across someone promoting grill stock in the, in the UK, the, you know, coming over in American channels and, and promoting it. And I was like, "Well, I don't know, that sounds interesting." So I called John Finch and. Um, we worked something out, and we came over the first year. Well, well, they don't get involved anymore, Big Green Egg, but John and I became friends, and it's just been such a good fit and such a lot of fun. I mean, it's my favorite festival, too. I do a lot of festivals in the U.S., and my favorite is, is Grill Stock because there's like – it's funny. The, the barbecue, especially the competition end of things in the U.S., has become very predictable, uh, uh, we, we, there are no standards created by the sanctioning groups for these competitions, but over time they've they've happened, and and everybody does yeah. the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and of course, the, you know, the, people become friends, and of course, the internet and the classes. And I'm guilty of having started a lot of that, but we, we share so much now that everybody does the same thing, and it's frankly it's kind of boring. I got to be honest about it, and. and Grillstock was not that in the beginning. It's getting that way. Uh, the guys over here are learning all the ways of the the boring U.S. competition <laughs> guys too. Uh, but the first year we had Grillstock, we had we I always tell the story. We had a a chicken showed up riding a stainless steel motorcycle, and that was the turn in. We had to eat the chicken off the motorcycle. <laughs> so now it's, it's tamed down a lot since then. But the rules, I, I was instrumental in crafting the rules for Grillstock's competition. Because I, I knew it, it needed to be different. You know, I thought, especially in the beginning, now it doesn't really matter. The boxes that get turned in look just like the U.S. boxes. But um, I say, when I say U.S., I mean KCBS in that instance, really. But but they didn't in the beginning. The, the guys didn't understand that, and they needed to have some creativity. And we didn't want to be disqualifying everybody. 
the rule to this day is you can put anything in the box that's edible. But last year, I don't think we saw one thing that wouldn't have been KCBS legal. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I think still you've got the, the ancillary rounds are still yeah. quite prime in, in grill stock, and they really push them in there. They're exciting still. You get like the, the burger, the chef's choice. You have the mystery meat and stuff, which still keeps it exciting, and people still go still a little go bit over the top and go all out and mm. present it on all sorts of stuff. Last year we had the uh, – it was like a peanut butter jelly sort of thing, and they had like the – what was it? They had like the uh, liquid nitrogen in the peanut oh, butter, yeah, so it was yeah. smoking when it came yeah. up and stuff. That was, it's, they do some cool stuff still, which is exciting. And I know there's some wicked teams in this year that are going to be really pushing the boat out and doing some really cool stuff. They actually tend to be my favorite rounds mm. due to, like you said, that everything oh, becomes a bit samey. Yeah, <laughs> except for the cooks sometimes. Yeah. The teams sometimes yeah, well, are like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. We, we had a Q-Fest uh, about, which is our KCBS competition about... Uh, Two three months, two yeah. months ago, and uh, and that was in Devon. We ran a KCBS, and uh, we uh-huh. had five, we had six ancillary rounds. Yeah. So, uh, and a lot of the teams weren't a co- like they didn't yeah. really. Some of them were a bit. So, do we have to do, do those rounds? Do we have rounds? to do them? Do we so, have so, to well, do yeah, them? That's that's our bit that we we're really excited about. That's but actually, in thing. the end, <laughs> everyone got super excited, and we saw some amazing things turned in, and and it was it was super cool. Well, it's funny you say that because that is. That's the KCBS mentality, and again, I, I I can't really beat on it because I'm part of the, the I'm partly guilty for I used to be real active in the days where it was really transitioning, but the cooks have become uh, very spoiled. Uh, I don't know if that if that's the right way to say it. They're 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 they don't want they don't like to do what they don't want to do, and and the, the competitors or the the organizers have not forced them so. A lot of them just sit in their motorhome the whole weekend and don't really interact with the public, and and they they don't really you don't see them cooking any food, and I understand that, but I knew that wasn't going to work here because the, the people will actually come to those events in the U.S. where and watch the guys sit in their motorhomes, which is kind of ridiculous <laughs> to me. But over here, that wasn't going to happen because people would have came one time and said, "This is stupid. Why would I walk around an RV park and and I'm going to leave." And I knew we needed to do something different with that. And John Finch and John and Ben are very creative, and and they've they've really put a lot of faith in me over the years. But but you know, God, man, I've been around doing this forever, and I knew what would happen. And what you're and and watch if I was my advice to you if you're running that event is do not let them quit making those extra categories. Six no. is a lot, but but we. We require it at Grillstock. If you're not going to participate in those extra categories, I'm sorry, but we, we can't have you because that's part of the event. It's part of the festival. Um, but but the teams have embraced it, and like you said, those are. Remember the Italian dinner that came in on the big piece of plywood yeah. with a, a check tablecloth, and I mean some of the things we've seen. And I, I the first year, first year they, where there was a pyramid. I'm surprised that hasn't come back yet. I think it was Neil from uh, the guys that sell barbecue there now. Uh, I can't think of her name offhand, but he had built this big steel pyramid, and it held meatballs all around it. <laughs> and, and, I mean, so the, the good news is, and the teams understand that we're gonna, we expect them to have fun with that and, and help us because that, that's what makes the festival what it is, and we'll get dead serious about the four competition main categories. And we still to the, that's the, the winner is for those four main categories boring categories um but the festival is built around those other three categories that are as fun as can be definitely and as you said there like you've you've been into this for years and years so do you want to give us a bit of the backstory of like of ray lampier and how you got into barbecue in the first place 
Yeah, it, it's uh, it goes back even before even barbecue. It was in high school. Uh, I was probably 14, and, and uh, we signed up for a foods class in high school. It, it was it was reaching the point where they let you take some elective classes, and and we were just goof off kids at the time. And I knew that there would be girls in that class, and we'd get to eat. So it sounded good to me, so I signed up for it. Well, I didn't expect that I was going to like to cook also. I, I, so I was a 14-year-old kid, learned how to cook blueberry muffins and a crab quiche and, oh, I forget what else we <laughs> we were making. But there was a few basic things that I learned how to make, and I cooked those for years. Apple pie. I learned how to make a real American apple pie. And I, I always cooked from then on. From the time I was 14, I would occasionally make those dishes. And, and then when I got... I, we turned 18 and went out and got a job and I lived by myself and I was like, well, I need to learn how to cook here because I like to eat. And so I started cooking other things, but I had the basics of knowing how to cook. So uh, I c- I've cooked since I was 14 years old as a hobby, frankly. And uh, in, I was 25 and just a, a friend of mine signed us up for a rib cooking contest. And I, and I wasn't a barbecue guy. I didn't even have a grill. I had to borrow a grill for my first contest. And it was in downtown Chicago in beautiful park right by the big buildings. And, and we went down there, and we, and we brought a cooler of beer and, a, and some ribs and a grill, and so did 400 other groups of guys. And we set up awesome. in this park. Oh, it was amazing. And, and it, was, it was run by the local newspaper, and he'd made the columnists had made a big deal out of this, you know, that we were going to do this. And, but 400 groups of guys showed up, and so now we were cooking. It was serious cooking. But it was also a whole bunch of beer drinking involved, and we were hanging around in the park, and and uh, took hours to do, and and you know I was like, well, this is fun, I like this, and then uh, I did that for for ten years. Once a year we would do it. It was nothing else existed to participate in this, and then I they quit having it, and it's almost meant to be. Like a month later, I happened to see a little blurb in the newspaper about a KCBS contest that was going to be held not far from my house, so I signed up for that and and I didn't know I was supposed to cook all four categories so I just cooked a turkey and because you could back then it was the category is 1991 the poultry was the category was poultry you could cook a duck a turkey a chicken a cornish hen whatever you wanted oh, cool. and and the pork category was was relaxed as well you could cook any cut of pork unless the organizer specifically called for it and ours did he called for a bone in pork loin so you couldn't have my first KCBS contest. You could not have cooked a pork butt; it would have been illegal. Um, so I mean, that's how that's long crazy. ago it is. Yeah, it, you know, it's it's really a long time ago. I mean, it would just I'm I am member number uh, nine hundred and forty three. Nice. <laughs> so if you join now, you're like a hundred thousand is the membership number. So yeah. I mean, this is the beginning of it, and. And so anyway, I cooked this turkey, and I got a third-place trophy that day. Now, this was a bunch of guys with a cooler of beer and a grill and some meat, but they stayed up all night cooking briskets and pork butts and stuff. And I was like, no, this is great. These guys are having fun. And and it just fit in for me because I still like to do the cooking. It's not like the cooking took a back seat to anything, much like you see at Grill Stock. It, there's a whole lot of, of goofing off and partying going on, but yeah. it's not. nothing takes priority over the cooking. Um, and so this was just a great fit for me, and I've just been hooked on it ever since. And that was 1991, so 26 years ago. And I already had 10 years in. So, I mean, it, it's just the beginning of time for all of this. Yes, you've and, seen and, it, like, develop from the very, like, beginnings almost. I mean, literally, like, almost. from the start. That's, like, that's amazing. Like I said, there was 
900 people that had signed up before me, and probably 800 of them were in Kansas City because that's just where it began. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I just go back to the beginning. And, yeah, I've seen it all develop. I mean, think about it. I cooked a turkey, and it was legal. So now along the way, uh, Gary Wells, who passed away quite a few years ago, was Carolyn's husband. Gary was really a, a good leader, and Carolyn, of course, too. But the pair of them, it was a lot different with the pair of them uh, in the early days, they would make good decisions, strong decisions, like, hey, wait a minute, pork butt is the real barbecue cut. We, didn't, we honestly didn't know that. It was we, they, I lived in Chicago. They lived in Kansas City. I really didn't know what people in Memphis or yeah. North Carolina were cooking. I mean, you know, as terrible as this sounds, all you young guys, we didn't have the Internet. So. No, no, it's a small world now, but it didn't yeah. used to be. Now that we can see stuff everywhere, like you said, the Internet, social media, we see stuff all the time. It's really yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, we literally, do you get the KCBS bullshit, the newspaper? Did they deliver it over here for you? It, I think we wanted to get it online, I think. Okay, well, I mean, back then, it was important. When it showed up, you read it because it was the only way you got the information. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's come a long way. But that helped me with growth stock. Like I said, I instead of just saying yes, KCBS is, you know, we'll call KCBS right away. I knew better. I knew it wasn't the right thing to do. And, and frankly, we, we, did you come to Walthamstow when we did the I one the KCBS, KCBS contest? I, it wasn't a fit for grill stock. You know, I mean, it was it was kind of boring, frankly. Yeah, but it's cool that they tried it, and it's mm. cool that it's, it's it's important to try things out. And, I mean, for for John and Ben to have you on board is such such experience and, and someone who knows who's been around and, and been there, it must be great for them to, to have had you as part of the team. Well, yeah, and they're good guys and good become really good friends. But, but you know, they, they also had faith in me. Just because they had me on the team didn't mean they, be, they had to believe everything I said. Nobody else was telling them, no, KCBS is not a good fit for this. Of course, everybody that came along, uh, you think about it, you go back eight years over here, nobody. Uh, Andy Williams, I think, was, was the only KCBS certified judge we could find that yeah. lived here. Yeah. Um, I mean, there were, I'm sure there were some around, but we, did, we, we didn't know them. We hadn't reached out to them. Yeah. Uh, nobody had gone and cooked the American Royal. Nobody had gone and cooked Jack Daniels. Now, I mean, there's, there's plenty of people that have. Uh, there's been a great, a great uh, learning curve, and, you know, everybody's come a long way on it. But so back then, everybody just assumed, well, it's got to be KCBS. And, and, of course, the KCBS guys were trying to push internationally. And, but I, I knew better because it wasn't anything wrong, nothing vindictive with anybody. I just knew better because I'd been around it forever. You yeah, know? And, well, even still, and I stand by that decision to this day. And, mm. and then, so, but then along the way, it was like, okay, it's time to try it. And frankly, the teams didn't want it. It, it just didn't fit for growth stock. It no, fits no. for a lot of places, but, um, but and frankly, we like to be able to. You don't want to be hard ass about it, but we want to be able to say. No, you have to cook in these categories. Well, KCBS doesn't really, they won't go no. along with that, uh, you know, and, and they like their, their times. They don't like, we actually judged out in front of the stage that day the, at, at Walthamstow with the grill stock KCBS judging. No, uh, but you can't, you can't, <laughs> like, the judge can't have a beer. And yeah. uh, that was one of the early things. It was like, guys, this is the U.K. What, are you going to tell the guy he's got to come and judge all the barbecue and he can't drink a beer? <laughs> this doesn't make any sense to anybody. <laughs> So it, we it, had the it, same thing that even now though, like we we did the KCBS. We we obviously we looked around what, what we're going to do. Should we just do our own thing? Should we sanction it with someone? Like we we wanted to try and be some be part of something bigger, and and KCBS is the biggest one. So we went down that route. But even then, we were like, well, let's get some judges in. All right, well, there's 
hardly any in the UK, and this is still this year now. We we only probably had like between five to ten people that signed up yeah. as judges for that. And luckily, so, we had a judges yeah, class, so we put the judges yeah. class on so that we could get some more in the UK. So we've now like about our, our festival has made it so the UK can do KCBS now. There is enough judges in the UK to be able to sanction a competition. Yeah, that's an important thing as well. That that was we. I mean, again, we had Andy Williams back then. I mean, I would have been, uh, you know, trying to. We didn't have the the uh, the group of guys that like to travel around the world and and do these classes then either. I did the first cooking class in the UK. I don't know six seven years ago. We did it in some little town. Were you guys there by chance? No, we weren't there. But we actually Jonathan. we had someone else on the show who who said to Paul us, Yates. yeah, Paul Yates. He said. I went to Dr. Barbecue's first class in the UK. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, the, you know, again, it, nobody really knew what was happening. The only, you know, the only guy we could find that had smokers at the time that helped us was John Hargate, because John had been, you know, around. John had come over to the U.S. many times. He was way ahead of everybody on that whole thing. But John, John's kind of ahead of everybody on a lot of things. But John brought his sm- a team of people and smokers over to cook all the food because we needed so much food cook for the class i mean it was it was groundbreaking but again john and ben supported that and as well i mean you know they've been really receptive to the things i've uh <laughs> i've brought to the table and it wasn't always the expected one but like you said now you you have judges and, and around the u.s the the original judging classes in 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 were in kansas city of course that's where the membership was and I lived up in Illinois, oh, seven hours away, and it was a guy named Mike Lake would go back and forth all the time because he was a, a livestock in the livestock business, and Mike had a judging class by his house, and and I went and took that. That's why my judging number is number seven, seven thirty-eight, I think it is. Um, which again, they're, they're a hundred thousand now, oh. and but the only reason I did that was because Mike had done it, and and the same thing happened all around the country. So. If you were having a cook-off in Tennessee, you, there were no judges. And they didn't travel like they did. They do now. Now it's become a, a whole other hobby yeah. to judge barbecue, which is great. It's mm. been supportive. But, the, you know, so the cook-offs would have a judging class the night before, and that's what needs to happen around the world. I think it is as well. It's happening. But that's the only way you're going to get these people. You know, they're not, they're not going to – you'll get a couple people to fly over for the, for the sport of it. But uh, – but in general, you've got to create the judges yourself, and, and all of that, and the cook teams, of course, you know, and and the organizers. You got to convince the sponsors. You've got to convince people that this might be fun to go look at this. Uh, table captains, uh, reps. You know, you you can't keep flying these reps over from the U.S. and that make any sense. But but that's all happening, and and so it's a whole different thing. If we were starting it now, it'd be pretty hard to not be KCBS because people would never get it. Um, you know, we we started eight years ago, and and people did. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, we we even at our competition, which is very small in like KCBS terms, but in comparison to the US, but we had uh, Rob Gasso and his wife fly over from Canada to come and be judges at our competition. Nice. Yeah, that was awesome. Well, and that that stuff will all happen. I mean, it, it's it's. I mean, it already is happening. I know. I, I haven't been involved over here other than the one KCBS contest, but. Um, I know it's happening, and, and it's going to continue to grow and grow. Because it, it, it's interesting, the, the basic format of KCBS, the six judges, six boxes go to a table, the scoring system, 
in the beginning, the scoring system was simply to double the taste scores mm -hmm. because we didn't have computers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody had to do it by hand, so the easiest way was yeah, to double the taste better. score. But that's where the number, the 36 number, comes from. Uh, the perfect score for a single entry is is 36. So mm -hmm. you, you would give a 9 in each of in taste. Uh, appearance and taste, and then you would have doubled the taste. That was where the 36 came from. Then along the way, when we got computers, they we came up with these factors to help break the ties as well. Um, but the simple, simple system that they came up with 35 years ago, 40 years ago, it works to this day for a contest of 15 teams or, or 1,500. It would work. Yeah. I mean, it's it's magic. It really was, you know, whatever they did that day really worked out. And, and then uh, Carolyn will tell you. Did you ever have Carolyn Wells on your, your podcast? No, we haven't, but I'm right. Uh, you should call down. her. <laughs> yeah, you should call her. Carolyn's the, well, she's still, I don't know if she is entitled, but she's still the boss of KCBS. And, and Carolyn and her husband, Gary, and a guy named Rick Welch created this 40 years ago. And again, it, it so much of it still works, and it's and we've gone around the world, and the, no, we we never envisioned contests of uh, 500 people are on a regular basis, and they happen now. Mm. And um, the but the, in the early days, the, to qualify for the Jack Daniels, the American Royal, and stuff, there was I think it was 25 teams you had to have, and it was hard to to get them on a regular basis. You know, we we'd really have to to pick and choose to make sure you were going to a qualifying contest. And um, maybe it was 50, either way. But anyway, now the contests are all over that. Every single contest is a qualifier. And, and we have these state championships and all that stuff. And and that's all. I mean, it's funny to watch the evolution because it's it's pretty similar what's happening here. You just yeah. – but, you know, I'll tell you, it's going a whole lot faster it's, it, than it did by us. For us, it took – 25 years for that all to happen. Yes, well, what flying in here. Europe. Europe have really, yeah. really eaten it up, lapping it up. I mean, Italy has just sort of come on the scene, and now just they've got like more so more many. All the time. I mean, like literally, there's so many all over the place. Austria, Switzerland, like there's so many competitions now in, in Europe, and there's almost. I mean, I don't think there are any free. I don't think there'll be a free weekend this year now in wow. Europe, and I don't think, and I think that many of them will be doubles as well. We had a mm. this season. We've had. A, well, this season now we've got I think it's like three four doubles yeah so wow. yeah well it's good I mean it was a, it was a problem when we st you know that started happening in the U.S. too everybody was scared because you know they're they're coming on our weekend and it's they're gonna hurt us and it, but what's happened by us and it seems to be happening here is the so you need you need three things you need to have a competition you need judges and you need cooks all to show up on that day. Yeah. And a little amazingly, the growth by us has happened in all three categories, almost simultaneously at and almost at, at the rate that you would you could have dreamed of. And it seems to be happening here too because most of the contests. I mean, you, there's attrition. You know, if you if you can't really have a good contest, years will go away. But in general, they all seem to be lasting here as well. Yeah, definitely. So, so from from barbecue competitions and stuff, was was your next progression into writing books, or was it your TV career? What came first out of those? Well, it it really was my hobby. I had a successful trucking business in Chicago. That's what I did, and family business, and and barbecue was just my hobby. And in about 1999, I saw that that business was just coming to an end. Things were just going to be different in the world, and 
and local trucking was not going to be the business it had been. So it was time to move on and do something different. And the only thing I knew how to do besides that was cook barbecues. And I lived, but I lived in Chicago where it gets real cold half the yeah, year. And yeah. I decided that at 43 years old, luckily I, I had no family to, to hold me back and no, no other commitments. I closed up the family business and moved to Florida to start my barbecue business. The obvious thing to do would have been open a restaurant. Cause I mean, I was a big deal in it at that point, but again, it was still a hobby. Um, yeah. there, there wasn't that middle ground either. You know, there's so many guys now that they're, they're third competition. They've got some sort of sponsorship. We, we didn't have any of that. It was just a hobby. Um, so I moved, I bought a trailer. I didn't want to do the restaurant. I just knew it was risky. I was, I was going into a new business, closing my old business. But if I opened a restaurant, it didn't work. All my money was going to go in the toilet and I was not going to have any, I, w- I didn't know where I'd do then. I'd be 43 years old. So I figured that buying a trailer, I was like the original food truck guy. I thought that would be a little less risky. And, and so I did that and I moved, figured I got to move somewhere warm so I can do this, you know, a good part of the year. So I moved to Florida and just on a lark, I mean, it was, to this day, people are like, I can't believe I did it, frankly, you know, <laughs> just picked up and did it. But I, I I don't know, I somehow knew it was the right thing to do, and, and, and divine intervention, you got to think sometimes, too. We were just saying uh, to someone on the show this week that so many of these amazing stories come from people that life's changed yeah. in some sort of way, like they lose their jobs, or yeah. their circumstances change in whatever way, and it may have seemed like a a bad thing at the time but it actually opened up so many doors for them and and it's really cool to hear that from you as well yeah it's absolutely my story i mean this you know the trucking business was successful if i'd have done that for another 20 years i i I probably would have been able to retire comfortably and maybe be in florida anyway but but yeah no you're right and what i tell people too though you gotta these guys are all friends of mine you know myron mixon myron was gonna be an entrepreneurial something or other you know uh if it was barbecue, great. But if not, Myron was going to be somebody you knew who he was uh, in some fashion of business because he's just that kind of guy. Mm. Um, and, and I think that goes for me as well. Um, Byron Chisholm, I don't, you guys probably know Byron. He comes over a lot. Yeah. Um, Byron, you know, Byron has made a great career out of uh, selling butt rub, his barbecue seasoning. But Byron just was going to be an entrepreneurial guy of some sort, you know, uh, Chris Capel from Dizzy Pig, same way. Chris, Chris was going to do something interesting. So I tend to think that it, these are the guys that had that in them anyway, uh, and I'm one of them. And in barbecue, we found them. It found us. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's just one of those things that yeah. happened. It, it's just that kind of people. Some people just got that in them. The guy that, that's comfortable working at his job all the time, well, he might be a good barbecue competitor, but he's probably not going to dive off the cliff into the the world of of the barbecue business without because you know we and we've had to make it up as we go along i i this for me this is you know my 17th year as a full-time barbecue man it, it was risky man yeah, so, so you know there was nothing there except i was going to sell some sandwiches in the parking lot oh to get back to your question is <laughs> um then the, it wasn't working. <laughs> there was I couldn't make a good living selling sandwiches in a parking lot. Seems like a really good idea until you start doing it and doing the numbers. You know, everybody had a good suggestion for me. Well, move your trailer over here, and you know, yeah, sure, that's a. You should sell chicken wings. That'll do it. You know, it's just not that simple. Um, but luckily, once again, I was smart enough as a businessman to see it coming and say, "Oh, I got to do something else." And so. Uh, a friend of mine who lived down in Florida, where the only guy I knew in that town when I moved there, 
honestly. He said, you know, we, you should, you know, try to work for a grill company. He said, the grill companies are all really growing, and it's getting to be a big deal. You know, one of them ought to hire you to be their spokesman, and you could cook for them and stuff. And I said, oh, yeah, okay, that sounds good. And he connected me with a gas grill company, and I did that for a year. Napoleon, I don't know if they're pushing them yeah, over yeah, here. Yeah, we have Napoleon. Yeah. Yeah, good people, really nice people. I worked with them for a year, and, and they had a charcoal grill, but it just wasn't, it didn't fit. You know, it was, it was good. We both did a good job with each other, but it wasn't that great of a fit. And I met the Big Green Egg people at a, at a show when I was working with Napoleon, and that was the perfect fit because I could use it for the competitions, and I, it was also a great grill for at home. The company was booming. It was an interesting enough company to not be, uh, to take a little chance on a guy like me, and, and it's it's been a great fit. I mean, 15 years later, I'm still doing it. Yep. So that was that was the beginning. I was just about broke, frankly, from, from spending all my money trying to sell barbecue in a parking lot, and they hired me. I was going to have to go get a job or something, and, and I got them to start paying me. It wasn't much money at the beginning, but, but they started. And and then almost almost immediately after that, a book opportunity came. I'd been writing. I was trying everything. I you know I was trying. I had a website. I had a blog. I had, you know, nobody. This was all new at the time. And, and I I was writing for a magazine, Fiery Foods Magazine, which uh, they still have a big online presence, but the physical magazine's gone. I was writing the Ask Doctor Barbecue column. And Dave Dewitt. I don't know if you know who Dave is. Dave's a the original chili head, uh, the Pope of Peppers. And uh, Dave's actually a bigger deal around the world than he is in the Albuquerque where he lives. But he was uh, he called me and he said, hey, listen, these guys want me to write a barbecue cookbook. Steve Raikland's books had just started becoming a big deal. Again, you know, 15 years ago, yeah. how fast this has all happened. And this publisher wanted to get some somebody to write books like Stevens. And I said, and he said, no, I can't do it. I would do it. I've written a bunch of books, but I'm writing that. He was writing the Spicy Food Lover's Bible. <laughs> I mean, this is, it sounds like comedy when you're, when you're <laughs> reciting some of this stuff, but it's all real. Uh, and he said, but, you know, I think you'd be perfect for it. I said, well, okay. I, you know, I'm selling barbecue in a parking lot making no money. Of course I want to do this. If I don't know how, <laughs> I, I'll figure it out. Uh, and he helped me write my first three books, actually. But uh now I've written nine of them, and we're working on a deal for the tenth one, and it, somehow that worked out. And then it just started happening. You know, it, I, I like it, so much of it, though, is that barbecue is becoming a thing. You know, and we didn't know it. Here it's almost like because we've just you're kind of going through the same steps we are, it's almost predictable what will come next. We were making it up, man. We didn't know. And and just you know what was next, what came next, and I started doing classes. I, I the only guy that was doing classes before me in the U.S. was Paul Kirk, and and Paul was getting a little old, and Paul's pretty cranky, and he wasn't winning anything at the time. I, I was the first guy doing barbecue classes, telling everything while I was still winning contests, um, and and it, now that has turned into a whole thing. I, I wish I could. I wish we were charging a thousand bucks a, a head back when I was doing it. It was, <laughs> it was cheaper than that, but. Uh, it, it, so, it, you know, again, that entrepreneurial gene, I was kind of making it up as I go along. Uh, Fast Eddie, uh, Fast Eddie Morin, who makes the pellet cookers, yep. was my buddy, and, and Chris Lilly as well from Big Bob Gibson's. And so Eddie calls and says, hey, uh, Maxim Magazine called me, and they want us to, they, they want to, they want us to coach them to cook three whole hogs. We're going to cook one in a hole in the ground one on a spit and one in a smoker and they said we need they need three experts so i already told them you guys are the experts and we didn't really 
we were kind of making it up, but we didn't care. So Chris, <laughs> Chris declared himself the expert at cooking a hog on a spit, and I declared myself an expert at cooking a hog in a hole in the ground. And, and Eddie was the, Eddie, of course, was his deal. So he took the smoker. That was the easy one. And uh, we said, well, you know, we'll just come to New Jersey. You know, I was actually in Tennessee, and so was Eddie. And he, I said, well, get in the car with me. We'll drive to New Jersey. And we'd make Chris fly up there, and we did, and and we all did this. So we cook in this guy's backyard in New Jersey. We cooked these three hogs for him, and it was Maxim. So then came a bikini model photo shoot to go along with it. And there we were. Well, you in, you you in a bikini? Or? Uh, no, they made us wear clothes. <laughs> we they paid us in in whiskey. Uh, we got paid uh, two bottles of Jack Daniels, and there wasn't even three bottles. There was three of us, and we only had two bottles of Jack Daniels. <laughs> That's what they, we slept on the guy's couch, the editor of the magazine. But that was when it came out. That was our the first big national publicity uh, that any of the barbecue guys had gotten. So we were, you know, we were willing to do that too. I mean, Chris, you know, spent his money to to fly to New York to or New Jersey to hang out with us, and and. Eddie and I took a week of our time and drove there from Tennessee, and, and Eddie actually flew home. I mean, you know, we, we, we were understood that this had, was potential, that we had to put a little effort into it yeah. ourselves, too. So uh, that was the first national media. I still got all that, that stuff hanging in my office. Uh, Can I ask you, because you said that for, for that magazine that's now an online publishment, you, you, uh, you wrote an article, the articles that were uh, asked Dr. Barbecue. Where did Dr. Barbecue come from? How did, how did you adopt the name Dr. Barbecue? Oh, unfortunately, that's a boring story. I mean, uh, a lot of good yeah. stories. That's not one of them. I was uh, I had just started in the barbecue competition thing in the early 90s. And like I said, I had a successful business. So I, I had a car, and I was like, well, I'm going to buy a van. You know, I, I need a van to haul my stuff around. Um, so I buy this this van, and right at the exact same time, um, I bought a fancy van. It was really nice. And, and right at the exact same time, Illinois, where I lived in Chicago, started allowing license plates with words on them. And... So I signed up, and back then I sent in the paper, and he had to make three choices, and and one of them was Dr. Barbecue. I'm not even sure that was my first choice. I don't really remember. Um, I, like Mr. Barbecue, Barbecue King, stuff like that is what I had written down. And they sent me Dr. Barbecue, and I stuck it on my van, and not thinking that, you know, 25 years later this was going to be uh, my my whole brand, my business, my my life traveling around the world, being Dr. Barbecue. So it was just kind of a random license plate to put on my van. Um, cool, I, mean, I like it. Trademark <laughs> now. Yes. Yeah. Well, and luckily, <laughs> again, I was lucky to when when we started surfing the internet. My my neighbor bought a computer, a big, big old great big desktop computer, and I was at his house looking at it and trying. And there was a barbecue website and. Uh, forum, the, the original barbecue forum, guy out of Kansas City, Ray Bass, so it's still there. Um, and, and so I was like, well, I better buy one of these computers. You know, I don't know what's going on with it. Again, I, I had a good business. So I, I bought one and got it to my house, and I didn't know what to do with this thing. I was just trying to look at this, kept looking at this one barbecue site. You know, there wasn't a, <laughs> there wasn't a lot of stuff out there back then. And uh, But luckily, I, I figured I better buy drbarbecue.com, and, and, you know, I, I, I now, I don't know that everybody was lining up to buy it, but you know how that goes nowadays. People seem to buy stuff just to to screw you. And so luckily yeah. I bought it when the time was right. Um, and, and the Ask Dr. Barbecue was, was with the magazine. I actually have that website, too. It never really developed anything with it. But we still do it. 
on, on that other show, we still do the Ask Dr. Barbecue sec- segment. That's still how we kind of base it. Um, so it just, it, man, it's so fun to look back at this stuff because it really was just off the cuff. It wasn't this master plan, you know. I, yeah, you I made this up as already. I go along. <laughs> What's that? You weren't a doctor already. No, no. <laughs> Technically, I'm pre-med. Yeah. Awesome. And you and like, TV-wise now, you've done loads of shows, haven't you? I've seen lots of awesome shows like American Grill, uh, the Chop Grill Masters one. Um, yeah. Tailgate Warriors, done all sorts of shows. Which, which is your favorite show you've worked on? Um, well, Chop Chop Grillmasters was really fun because uh, the first year I did it. The first year, actually, I think there's a new uh, a new season starting up now. But the first year, they they really went out of their way to get fire cooking people from around the culinary world. Uh, and there was a, an Asian girl from New York that's. Uh, very yoga centric and uh, very methodical like that, and and but she she knows how to cook over fire. She was actually pretty good. They got Sam Choi from Hawaii, who's a, a huge deal in Hawaii. Sam certainly knows how to cook over fire. Uh, they got Kent Rollins, that the the the, the chuck wagon guy. And so they they really got a well rounded group of people that knew how to cook. It wasn't just barbecue guys and 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 the guy I cooked. The guy I had to beat in the finals of the first round was a guy named Galen Zamara, a big James Beard Award-winning chef from New York, and and uh, I mean, so it was really a nice rounded thing. And then you go there, and, and it's real, man. It is it is frightening doing it. Uh, the first round is 20 minutes. Uh, it's it's chopped is is the real deal, you know. I mean, it's making TV. It takes all day. You, you goof around, but when they say it's time to cook, you got 20 minutes, and it's the real deal. Um, that was probably the most fun, but but all the barbecue shows are fun. That one we did last year, smoked with uh, where Myron is standing up at the table like he's the the judge of of all barbecue <laughs> things, and and then they put two, so we would have to judge it, and then Myron would be the tiebreaker. Uh, that, that was a lot of fun too, because Mo and Myron are old friends, and you know Myron's a character, uh, always fun to hang out with Myron. Um, so, man, it's and of course I did that show with Guy Fieri. Uh, well, Guy's an old friend too. Did the Tailgate Warriors, which you don't they don't really show that anymore. But we went around to American football stadiums, and and these guys cooked in the parking lot for us, and we judged it. And then, I mean, that was a blast. It's always fun to work with Guy because I mean, you just never know who's going to be around. And uh, I've been lucky, you know. But again, it goes back to being the original guy. I've just been around it forever. I, you know, these days I'm in the Hall of Fame. I, I'm I don't think about it this way really very much at all, but I'm an expert on all of this. You know, I, I'm, I'm beyond an expert. I helped make it up as we went along. So <laughs> they, they seem to call me for a lot of these shows. Uh, matter of fact, I've been working on one right now over in the U.S. I can't talk about it, but they seem to call me for a lot of And I had the silly beard, too. That always helped. You know, I, I got the – this is but this, the Chicago truck driver look, really, just happened to transition nicely to the barbecue man look. <laughs> And finally, you mentioned that when you first sort of moved into into this, you you thought about a restaurant when you came out of the truck, and you thought about a restaurant, and and now, uh, sort of how many years later now you are now looking that you're actually opening a restaurant. Yeah, it's it's kind of ironic because I, I thought it was a bad idea at the time. Luckily, I was smart enough to know I didn't know how to run a restaurant. But this deal involves partners that do know how to run a restaurant. Uh, I live in St. Petersburg, Florida these days, and and. The, these folks have three nice restaurants in Tampa, which is like the sister city, and and they have 
reached out to me and said, hey, we're, gonna, we're thinking about opening a barbecue restaurant. Would you like to be involved? And I said, yeah, you know, with you, yes, not by myself. Um, so it's, it's really a great opportunity for me. It's a big restaurant. They're, they gutted the building, so we're building it from scratch. It, uh, I was looking around at Temper last night in, in, in London and thinking, yeah, this is kind of what we would, in our vision, this is what it looks like. So uh, it's going to be a pretty cool situation. Uh, but, I, I mean, again, I'm still not a restaurant guy. The only restaurant I've worked for is Justin Timberlake's restaurant in New York. <laughs> and, and that was a similar kind of thing. They just needed my name behind it and somebody to teach them how to cook barbecue. And that, that's basically my role at this restaurant. I will be calling the shots on the barbecue, but I won't be cooking it every day. Uh, I'm too old for that. <laughs> but but I'll certainly be uh, – one of the things I put in my original list of things that I was going to do for them was aggressive quality control, which means every time I walk in the restaurant, I'm tasting everything, and if it ain't right, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> so, And it's 10 minutes from my house in Florida. It's just a great situation for me. And so, so then the question was, what do we name this restaurant? And ultimately, after many tries, Dr. Barbecue is the name of the restaurant. Awesome. Well, I can't wait for it to open and definitely get over there to try some Well, I know you out. Brits all come over to Orlando, so I figure it's about a, it's a, probably an hour ride from where did, where Mickey Mouse lives. So yeah, it's I perfect. I expect I'll see a lot of you. So. I was actually I was in Florida last year and I did venture over to Tampa. Um, and I think I went to Four Rivers, actually, when I was over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Four Rivers is a good place. Yeah, a really good nice. guy, too, that guy. If you... Uh, you could have went to the one closer to Disney. There's not the original ones over in Winter Park. Yeah, I actually but went that there guy afterwards. Is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. He did uh, John John Rivers. Good guy. If, if you haven't gotten John on the phone, you ought to try. He, he'd be happy to talk to you. I'm sure. He started as a uh, a commissary to basically feed people and raise a little money for his church, and now he's up to like 18 restaurants. And I believe he still gives most of the money away. He's a really decent human being. Wow. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I, lo- I did look at his book as well. He's got a really great book out as well. He sent me one, and it, 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 did they all come wrapped in a nice paper? Yeah, it did, yeah. It, <laughs> it showed, it, it's still there on the shelf at my office, unwrapped. I haven't run, <laughs> opened yeah. it up yet. I just, I, it's funny, I, I don't get around to it, and second of all, I, I hate looking at everybody else's barbecue books so I don't accidentally steal a recipe from <laughs> yeah. them. We were talking about that the other day, that we were like, I think I've invented something new and crazy, and you post it online. So I was like, yeah, I've seen that before. Here's a link to someone else's. You've already done it before. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm taking the trying to, if I really think it's something original, Google it, yeah. and then, yeah, you're usually disappointed <laughs> yeah, no. when, you, when you do that. <laughs> right, well, Ray, we could chat to you, I think, all day, but we need to call it a day there so thanks very much for being on today's show and we look forward to seeing you at grill stock and could you just tell everyone where they can find you on social media and stuff before you go yeah sure my pleasure guys always fun to talk to you and i'll see you out there uh uh drbbq is the that's what i use everywhere that's my website drbbq.com on twitter i'm drbbq uh facebook i think i'm the real drbbq now because the BBQ is now the restaurant, but if you Google Dr. Barbecue, you'll find me. Awesome. Thanks again, mate. Take care, guys. Cheers. Bye. You're listening to your United Q Podcast. We're brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet, Kamado Joe, and Smokewood Shack, our awesome sponsors. 
ProQ provide quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters. And you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. Barbecue Gourmet, supplying the UK and Europe with top championship winning rubs, sauces, marinades, and accessories from the US and around the world. You can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. Kamado Joe is renowned for build quality and innovation. From smoking, roasting, or searing, get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Check out kamadojoe.co.uk plus Facebook and Twitter. Smokewood Shack delivers quality smoking wood every time. They provide the smoky goodness, you provide the talent. Whether it's smoking wood chunks, dust, chips, or planks, you can find them at smokewoodshack.com. And you can find them on Twitter at smokewoodshack.